perspective. It's all a matter of what we see, hear, and experience. My point of view, you're an asshole. And being an asshole is a matter of perspective. This season on Keystone Copycats, Rashomon. Welcome to Keystone Caveats with Chris and Zach. I, of course, am Zach, and he, of course, your other host. Jerry the Giraffe. I'm friends with uh, Artie the Alligator. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gareth the uh, Gorgantuan. I don't know any other animals. Gorgantuan? Uh, uh, Benny the Bear. <laughs> you can't like Gary the Gorgantuan. No, it's a word you made up. <laughs> no, Gargantuan's a... You said Gorgantuan. <laughs> Gorgoth. That's one of my characters from my from my uh, Mystics game I'm working on. Gorgath. Mystics he's, game? You're working on a Mystics game? He's uh, the perimeter basis of the what is, uh, what's Diamond Aruguloth. Aruguloth? Yeah. Okay. We went to the tasting the other day for the wedding that I'm going to be in. Oh, you getting married? I'm going to be in. And I'm gonna your be wife in. was really trying to emphasize that I was saying... Um, um, Origami, what? Or whatever it's called, or or oregano, arugula, and no one cared, and I think she was really disheartened by that because like no one would jump on board with like how stupid she I wanted someone it. to roast you with her. It, it and didn't you, happen, and yeah, because everyone was like, oh, like this is such good precious. food. No, not that they were all just like food, so like no one was paying attention to her. But sure. I said something stupid. You're like no arugula because I don't like it. I can't say it right. It, t- it tastes like chemicals. I've never. It tastes like a soap. You know what? I, I don't remember arugula, but like, I, I feel like I don't like it. No, it's bad. It's a little bitter. Yeah. It doesn't, it tastes like you're being poisoned. It's one of those things where like you get like a, oh, it's a spring mix. And then there's like arugula and you're like, oh, what a yeah. bummer. This is going to ruin my whole salad. It tastes like when a bee stings you on your tongue. Uh, like when it flies down your trousers, <laughs> when it flies down your crack. That happened. I don't know if we talked about it enough last. We talked episode, about it so much. But yeah, there's been there's been several debates since then. Yeah, and in the, what in we the decided is Zach has yeah, given up and agreed that it flew down. I my have pants. given up and agreed that it flew up your pants. I gave <laughs> up and agreed that it could not possibly have flown down your pants. <laughs> you used your your asshole as a, a honeypot maneuver, and when it came to pollinate you, you trapped it in and thought it would just buzz around and make you feel good all day. But instead, it got its own brand of pointy revenge. I think the idea of Winnie the Pooh getting a bee stuck in his ear is so cute, like where he whacks his ear a little bit to get it out, and it was like... But really, if a bee... <laughs> Do your brain, you die, dude. Right, so, that, that would just be the end of you. Luckily, he's a bear, a very little brain. So we went to this, we went to this wedding in Red River Gorge, and we're sitting there, and what we think is a bee flies up, 
Like it was we just it kind of with very little brain. No, no, we look at it and it looks like someone glued two bees together. Like that's Ooh, how long it is, and it bee. is the loudest thing I've ever heard. It's just zipping by, just like, <laughs> like fuck. Do you think it was two bees mating? No, it just looked. It was like the length of multiple bees. Do you think they were just uh, making that royal jelly? No, I don't. I don't know what royal jelly so long. is. I think they eat it. It's like honey. Oh. But it's like uh, more royal, I guess. Oh, it's more expensive. <laughs> well, it's more royal. I'll tell you yeah, that more, it's got more right jewels now. in it. Now, you mentioned defeat. I watched a guy get defeated the other day. It was so funny. I was in uh, KOI Auto Parts getting a turn signal or whatever. Was he mad about the butter? And there was this guy. They were, they were all very rude, so this is why I was so excited that I saw it. They were just fucking... Imagine you work at the KOI. That's how they Fuck. are. Fuck. What a life. <laughs> and he was, dream and of he dreams. Was, he was peeling this orm. <laughs> he was peeling his orm off. You know how you peel an orm? Oh, you don't? Never heard of one. Well, I'll tell you. Gorgoth tale. has an orm. <laughs> a mystic orm he in the realm it. of Despar. Oh, no. So anyway. He's done he's too much peeling, research. He's peeling this orm. He's peeling this orange. And he keeps, every time he peels it and it doesn't come off, he shows the other guy. Oh, oh. Like, he's like, does it, and it comes off in a flake. He's like, oh. Like showing that he can't feel yep. an orm. <laughs> orm, you glad I didn't say banana? That is. So finally, he gets about halfway through the orm and just throws it away hard. I mean, like, like a baseball. He juiced it. <laughs> orm like juice. Ba- like he threw it as hard as you would a baseball into the trash can right in front of him and just turned and walked into the break room. I'm like, that was the best defeat I've Bad ever seen. Ass. Number one, he showed everyone every every peel of the orm. He's ah 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 like he couldn't he couldn't be more he huh. couldn't fail any harder than he was until his final eruption where he gave up. You know, I feel like the best reason to like continue this podcast is we need to document more of your stories. What do you mean? Like they just need to be there needs to be a record of well, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I the life that you live. The notes I was writing got too out of control, so it does help that I'm explaining them because the notes I can't even decipher. Um, so how you do? Well, I mean that's it. I I, <laughs> I was so fixated on telling that orm story that I I completely forgot about anything else. Now, could you quickly just tell us what an orm is? <laughs> um, I won't. But I did notice that there's a lot of cows where I live now. Okay. They're all just filthy, gross. Like he lives in a, a dairy I barn. I don't know if that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. Like they're all really gross. But then I saw dairy cows. I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot like what cows look like to people that aren't around them all the time. They're like black and white, and they're all oh, clean yeah. and shit. Like a Holstein. Um, and then the brown ones and the and the black ones are just filthy. And I don't know what it is about dairy cows that they're like, no, like they're like the upper class. They're like, we're not gonna walk in the mud. No, we're gonna fuck white. them. We're gonna fuck them and get them pregnant and then juice them. <laughs> they're, they're the white ones. They should be the most filthy, and yet they're not. I don't get it. Huh. How do how do dairy cows keep it so clean, Zach? I didn't know you were like a cow supremacist that you thought like the white ones deserve to be clean. Well, they're mixed. They're white black. Wow. <laughs> Just stepping on landmines <laughs> left and right, aren't you? But you know Got what I'm saying? Foot in the do you cow think poop? that if you have a dairy cow, you show it off like a fucking nice, like a Ford or like I mean, like a well, good no, Ford, okay, here's like a Mustang. Here's you're like shining <laughs> it all the time. Like here's here's off the that truth. Cow. Here's the truth of dairy cows. Like they would, they would be. They they do get as filthy as other cows, 
But the trick is every fourth squirt of milk goes on to them to clean them off. <laughs> oh. They're milk washed. <laughs> so they don't sound, they're not like, they're like, oh, <laughs> getting scrub-a-dubbed. I once heard a dairy cow remark to a farmer, juice me, daddy. And I don't know. I thought it was gross, but like, you know, it's their way of life. Just a country mouse, city mouse kind of thing. I call cow shit on that young man. Okay, well, she said, <laughs> juiceth me, papa. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, there was a series of things that happened in a row when I was just running it's called errands. life. They were all, like, right next to each other, too. I kept walking into new <laughs> new arrangements where just the fucking, it's just little things that happened in my day that I'm like, I wish someone was with me because then they would see all this bullshit that's happened yeah. to me. Like, I went in to get my, my the sizing of the ring for my ring finger. Sure. And I went in, and they're like, all right, like, like, what do you wear? I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm here. They're like, okay, well, you want to guess? I said, don't you have a thing? Like, we don't like, have why the fuck would I? You're like 15. How about that? We don't have to do a little guess. Well, I just don't know where you wanted to start. I'm like, oh, we don't even have so many options. You're <laughs> like, like, I don't I, know. <laughs> I'm not the ring the man. I don't. I think there's probably like 10, which you said maybe 12. I Even if I start at one. You're like, I'll test like, them all. How about that? <laughs> we'll go through it. So that's how it started. So then we got to my size, and she was like, well, you want to try up one? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a little loose. And she goes, well, you know, in the winter, you know, your hand will shrink, so you can keep that in mind. I said, yeah, that's why I want the smaller one. I go, you know, because it'll shrink. She goes, yeah. I go, in winter. And she goes, if you say so. And I'm just like, you just said that. You just said those <laughs> words. Why are you playing it off like I'm a fucking moron? So I just kind of look around for backup. No one's ever there for me. Where I'm like, did I miss this? Do you did ever I feel get like, this wrong? Do you ever feel like someone has like put Tr- you Truman in a situation? Me? Yeah, in a Truman show, except that like everyone's just improving. except the one rule that they have is they have to make you look like as much of an asshole as possible. <laughs> That's the one yeah. rule. Yeah, before, they've got to fuck with you. Before the guy was peeling the orm, the guy at the, <laughs> the guy at the counter just muttering to himself for a long time. So I walk in, hey brother. That's what I do when I walk in. Hey brother, you throw just my gave hand a out there. Hail. <laughs> I put my arm out like, wild. Hey, how you doing, everybody? <laughs> so I go, hey brother, <laughs> and he's just muttering. So then I'm just like, oh, I start talking, and he puts his finger up. I was like, oh, my bad. So he just keeps muttering, and I realize he's like trying to remember the the codes for the parts, whatever. He's reading through his part book. So then just keeps muttering, and I go, he goes, you're going to come up? And I go, oh, fuck, he's been talking to me the whole time. So I was wrong twice. I went in and said <laughs> hi, and then he put his finger up, told me to hold, but then was continuously talking to me these codes because then he was annoyed that I didn't come up further. You're like, I don't I don't know what you need I don't me know to the do, codes. crazy mumbling man. Do you think he thought you were like some sort of automaton that would be activated by him <laughs> reading the proper codes, and he's like, well... He's not doing what I told him. I, I gave him the code to come to the counter, and he didn't. So I don't know what to do. Maybe we need. Maybe we best return our our fancy new metallic man. Well, what I think happened is that they'd set up some kind of acne contraption that was going to fall on my. It was head. you. You're he the was contraption. Gonna, he was signaling like, "Hey, look up. You're drop it. Get drop hit. it on him. Drop You're him. Gonna get hit him with this get fucking him. anvil. And as soon as this guy peels his orange, He's gonna drop a fucking He's gonna piano pull on the you. lever. But luckily, that never happened. He got <laughs> discouraged. That was the cue. I don't know. And I, the piano dropper never got his cue because <laughs> he threw that orm right in the trash barrel. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just a day of uh, I wish I had a buddy, <laughs> I wish I had a friend to help me. It's uh, since we started this podcast, it's like a sad life for you where like you're like, "Oh, I'm going to call my friend and tell him about this." Oh, I can't. 
I'm going to save it for our show. So I'll tell him about it in a week. But by then, I've forgotten most of the ridiculous shit that's happened to me. I don't even know the one guy. It's you. It's me. It's just me. I'm the guy. Um, And then Daryl Manichupolis. No. Talking about Mr. Miano? (laughs) I was was driving my uh, newest mom around. And then every time I just start waving at people, and she goes, "Who that?" And I just kept making up names, and for a while she bought it. Like, I because I'd pull out my window and be like, "Ah, David!" Like, so I'm just a nuisance to her because I had nothing to do. Stuck yeah. with her. So. She's a uh, she's won me and my wife over through the simple uh, action of of complimenting how advanced our daughter is. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's it. You've, you've th- won. I thought you were going to say about the pizza. You made. Oh, no, no, she loved that too. She loved She loved my pizza. I ate it days later. I found it in a pot in, oh. one, of the fr- in one of the refrigerators that has soda in it. I left it she's, for her. She's super weird. We, they have, there's all these fridges in the bait shop. Um, so there's all the soda. And then one, sometimes she just puts- He said bait shop, which he lives above. Yeah. He lives so, above a bait shop. So. He's a sitcom character. <laughs> so there's random condiments in one of them. Like she just puts her stuff he in. He lives there with his Latvian cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just confusing. So one at one point there was a pot. And I was like, well, I'm hungry. So I just opened it. This was fucking five days after you had left. And there was just one slice of pizza. And I was like, oh, pizza she pot. Was cherishing it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> she was, dude. She was all about that pizza. Hot. But I, <laughs> I did like the. Uh, I did like that that you told her that I like had a side business selling pizza because I've talked about doing that. But it what it's it, not what I said. What it did was like it made it so she like the very first thing she said was, "Oh, so where do you sell this pizza?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> must be pretty good if she thinks I'm selling it somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> It was like a great compliment, uh, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's just a misunderstanding." Uh, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, I set you up. You were gonna sell your. Was you gonna sell your first pie? I was gonna sell them at the bait shop. Yeah, you just live there. With Come me. on down. You live there and work with me now. Yeah, one day a week at the bait shop. There's a full kitchen pizzas. down there. You could totally just run yeah. a restaurant in that Maybe place. Maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll come there, down there the, one the, day a week. The worst part and make about living at that property is there's so much fucking potential that they're just like, yeah, we got one. Yeah. Oh, we'll piss it away. What's up? <laughs> they just don't you they don't use anything on that property. They're like, yeah, we got one. Seven tractors. What do you need? They're like, you need a Saturn 5 rocket? We got one. <laughs> what what? <laughs> it's fucking confusing. Um and and then your fiance's like, well, I did a project in high school. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, there's like a smel- Saturn V rocket. Yeah, next door there's like a smelting area. Yeah, where they do, and then there's like concrete pour over pour <laughs> area and the the kiln. And you're just like, what's what happened? I, I was told there was a uh, there's an office in the there back. was a like, recording studio. Yeah, there's a recording studio. The studio there's a yeah. We uh, record in my base. There's a store office. Like you walk in, you're like, oh, it's just an office. No one's here. It's, it's someone abandoned ship. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's that Chernobyl. There's like there's like rotten fruit in a bowl on a desk. You're like, well, <laughs> okay, here we are. I had to leave quick, I guess. <laughs> Couldn't take the fruit. Oh, so <laughs> I have I have to uh, read this read this to you. Okay, it's a poem. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna well, recite it to it me. It kind of is. So I <laughs> I don't really want to explain why I ended up watching. Uh, the miniseries Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> On Prime. That's a good fucking movie. There's some big names in there that I had completely forgot about. Dom DeLuise. But <laughs> there's the moment where Joseph is telling his son Jesus 
about climbing really a ladder because the ladder can touch the heavens. This is where Jesus climbs the ladder okay. and defiance. Sees his, his, his real dad. His real dad. He said, you're not my real dad, Joseph. I'm going to climb this ladder to see my real dad. <laughs> the cutaway to distract Joseph is the best transition I've ever heard. Off screen, they just need Joseph to leave so Jesus can climb the ladder. Someone goes, Joseph, I thought the plow. This is verbatim. Joseph, I thought the plow was supposed to be ready. This is not ready. You said it would be ready today, and it is not. No. No, this is not right. Jesus is climbing the ladder. This is this is very different than what I wanted. This is not done the way I wanted at all. I this, wanted it ready. This is different. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, this is what it was saying. I wrote it down. Then they showed them all standing in a circle. No fucking plow, by the way. They were in the background, and I guess didn't know they were being filmed. The guys are all just talking to each other in a circle. And then it fades out after the big climax of he sees the heavens and God. And the guy goes, the balance is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the... As as like people who have like worked in like a small level on like on sets shooting stuff, there is always that guy that's like, oh no, you can't even see that. You're like, what about this open door with like a big light in it? it was like, the, no, you can't see it that. It was a high wide shot where Jesus is looking up, and you're like, you can see him in the background. Like, well, there's Joseph and that guy. There's no fucking plow that this. Dude it wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He's got a great point. There's no plow. It's someone, not balanced. Someone on that set said. Are we? Do we need? Do we need a plow here? Like so they can see? Like is? Are we gonna be in the shot with the plow? Do we need to have the? No, 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 no. We're framing it out. You won't be there. I, you won't be there. And then it's bam right I, where the plow should be. I love that they forgot. They're like, oh shit, we never wrote why you walk away. Um, get one of the extras to do. Just do some shit. Just do some shit. Hey, Joseph. <laughs> I thought you said my plow would be ready. This plow isn't ready. Is it my plow? If it's my plow, it was supposed to be ready, and it's not ready. <laughs> Every Joseph. time he would say something, he would double down. This isn't ready. This isn't ready at all. You said it'd be ready. It is not ready. <laughs> like it's, it's like a it's like a, it's lear- a children's book. It's like learning English from a foreign language. But the end- Joseph said. My plow would be ready today. No one gave that. I need it for work tomorrow in my field. It is not ready, Joseph. (laughs) They're getting the B-roll of Jesus looking at his dad. And no one told that extra. God? No one told that extra cut. Because at the end, you hear muffled. It's not even balanced. Like, what? Like. Now, that's an editor's choice. (laughs) They're like, we need to button up that plow not being ready through line to really, like, sell this. Yeah, they're like, how much better is is God dad than mortal dad? Well, he can't even balance the plow. Throw it in at the end. If you need to find someone to balance your plow, you'll need these few key phrases. (laughs) So, um... Yeah. We gotta make a we gotta, we gotta make a learning English tape sometime. It was, one, it was one of those moments where my ADD was so bad I had started seven movies and then it, like they didn't last <laughs> three minutes before one led to the another led to another led to another until I find like oh what about Jesus of Nazareth I haven't seen that was the first time. one The Rock <laughs> first one was uh, the Holy Grail. <laughs> Monty Python oh. and the Holy Grail. So you you were in it's a zone. Spi- you spiral. were in a zone. I remember. I love my favorite scene in yeah, Holy Grail is the one where Joseph doesn't balance the plow right. <laughs> no, because that then meaning of life 
than Life of Brian. So, yeah, naturally transitioned to Jesus of Nazareth. Now, I got to say, sure. that's a good fucking movie for multiple reasons, that miniseries. Uh, now, great don't great background good, actor work. Good <laughs> fictional story. But, no, there actually is a lot of names in there, like the um, uh, the bad guy from American History X. I forgot he was Barabbas. Say, your <laughs> tropes aren't ready. You said they'd be ready for this episode. But it's they're the, not ready at all. You haven't the, done the tropes. <laughs> it's an empty sheet of paper. <laughs> I'm going to record that. They didn't scene. even write them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to record it and play it on this episode. It's, it's not going to be as good. You know no, it's not going to be as fucking, good. No, it really is. Because okay. I was like, he just keeps going with this bullshit. Like, we got it. He fucked up, dude. Quit burying Joseph. <laughs> are you looking up you looking it up i'm looking it up oh dude it's like a five hour movie like it's gonna be a minute i want to say it was about an hour and 15 in you just want to play it now all right let's see no. oh he's doing it. this is all this is all different stuff well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to the story. It's not just, like, people aren't worshipping the guy that critiqued Joseph's work. It's a long tale about... Uh, Is it from 1977? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a long tale about a, a Jewish man's suicide mission. Hang on. Oh, oh no, it's intense music. Yeah, play it. Hang on, you it's said it was, music. like, an hour and 15 in? <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you really going to do this now? Oh, it's there. I'm seeing it. <laughs> yeah, do you see it? Play it. <laughs> you gotta get. Hang on. You gotta get just before he's finding new uses. Oh, that's it. Sometimes. Oh, he's climbing oh, the ladder. Too, hang, on, hang on. Hang on. Full uses for it. A wheel. A plow. <laughs> a ladder. They all look simple, but they are from God. And a ladder intense. can yeah. sometimes reach from earth to heaven. To heaven. <gasps> Joseph! <laughs> Joseph, didn't you say the plow would be ready? Coming. Hang on. Oh, there's a Keep plow. Your work. Oh. He's walking away with what it. What is this? Wait for the lawn. Oh, look at it. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> this is not how I asked you to make it. He goes on. My son. It's too, <laughs> too piercing. The balance is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the balance is wrong. Dude, he shit all over that plow. It was supposed to be ready days ago. <laughs> But it, now it's not ready today. <laughs> that movie's not good. Fuck you. No, what are you talking about? That's a bad movie. That, that's fucking gold. Wait till wait till Herod the Great comes in. No, I I close the window. But, but <laughs> there's some good googling. <coughs> the reason I saved this particular story for this one is because Christopher Plummer uh, plays Herod. 
And I didn't realize that Christopher Plummer was the old guy in Knives Out. Oh, yeah. We talked about it a lot. <laughs> so well, I, I forgot that he was in this in Jesus yeah. of Nazareth. And I didn't realize that um, uh, his daughter is in the opening of Pulp Fiction. Like the one, the woman at the counter, or the, at the oh really, or the uh, honey bunny, honey bunny. That's his daughter. I had no idea. Look, if any of you fucking pricks move, I'm gonna execute every motherfucking last one. I of do you. not like her. She is. Very, She's abrasive. Yeah, very annoying. But yeah. it wasn't right. I agree. <laughs> it wasn't right at all. I'm glad that you, Joseph, you turned on that ear piercing music where everyone just probably turned off the episode because how violently. I loud mean, that number was. one. It's not in the episode. It hasn't been recorded. What? I'm going to have to do more work later now because of you. <laughs> and this. What do you mean because of me? You. you chose to do... You didn't think I was telling the truth. Because of you. But the balance was not right. <laughs> the balance isn't right. <laughs> He's shitting on him, dude. This is a big moment for Jesus, and they guy won't shut the fuck up. Well, here's the thing. Like, it is a big moment for Jesus, but it's also like Joseph is just like a fucking shoddy craftsman. You know, he's not perfect. He's not God. He sucks. Yeah, he'll never live up to Jesus's real dad. In that movie, Jesus, like, okay, Joseph is like looks like an Arabic man. He's got like dark, like black, kind of curly hair, a beard. Like, I'm, I'm gonna ruin this for you, but keep going. Okay, and Jesus is like the most blonde kid I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, we know that he's the good guy because John the Baptist, the other blue-eyed blonde guy. <laughs> tells ever, tells all the other guys, hey, listen, you got to be aware that the 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 Messiah is coming. Okay, oh, Blondie looks, looks just like me, not like you guys at all. Looks like you're me. gonna know. <laughs> now you heed my word. God's son looks like me. That's what he keeps This is the new way, guys. <laughs> oh, it's very deliberately He's like. like but, but if you need a plow done, don't go to his dad. He it, sucks. <laughs> now. The Jesus is, his eyes are incredibly awkward. Like, they're very, very piercingly stone blue to the point that you're like, why did you cast him? Like, it's violently Aryan. Like, it's not, yeah, it's, it's like, it's on the nose. It's like an attack on, like, <laughs> you know, the people. It, and it, the it, casting in this movie is really good, except for that. <laughs> except well, no, that. everyone knows Jesus is blonde. He's a tiny little well, when he yellow grows haired up, boy. When he grows up, he, you know, loses the blonde. He's just, you know, brunette. He's just a very white man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has to stand out or else no one's gonna notice. Oh he's the yeah. Son. Oh he gotta. Of course. Of course God sent his white, white son to the Middle East and was like, that's the guy. Listen, listen. If you <laughs> if you had twelve guys. I'm sorry, the 13 the jury. guys okay. that all look the same. You're like, I don't know which one to follow. But you throw in the white JC. guy, boom, following him. I know, because he's different. Oof. Well, it'd be the same thing if you like threw it in a giraffe. Like, you got 12 guys and a giraffe. You're right. Oh, you're, giraffe. you're right. A white guy is a lot like a giraffe. <laughs> People look at him and are like, what the fuck is the point no, of that thing? because they look up to it. <laughs> nope. 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 You did this. This, nope. This was your choosing, sir. You said, the "Hey, wow, isn't balanced." <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this, this isn't, isn't right, right at all. At all. <laughs> you said it would be ready three days ago, but it's not even ready today. It's not ready at all today, <laughs> or three days ago when you said it would be. <laughs> God damn it! We're even going to do the episode. I have two pages have you of been notes. Have you I have been two recording fucking this? pages of notes. Oh, my God. And right. more work to do on this think, episode now. I you think, made me do work. How dare you? I appreciate it. 
if we actually moved on from this stupid movie. <laughs> uh, the theme song will get stuck in your head, by the way. Um, Just so you know. Uh, all, right. all right. So, uh, what are we doing today? Talking about a movie? Yeah, Jesus of Nazareth, 1977, starring white, <laughs> white Jesus. White child. <laughs> as the Jesus. Um. We're talking about a little movie called Pulp Fiction from 1994, directed by Quentin Tarantino and starring John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Ving Rhames, Harvey Keitel, Christopher Walken, Eric Stoltz, Phil Lamar. <laughs> Jesus, everyone is in this movie. Yeah. That's right. You want to give us a little synopsis? <clears throat> I got one just for you. <clears throat> this movie happened the same year Forrest Gump won an Oscar. One more than one Oscar. How does okay? Let me okay. ask you this: Have we talked? We've talked about this multiple times on the show, right? About you've, how angry you you've are. Seen, yes, you've seen Forrest, Forrest Gump, Gump, right? Yeah. Okay. And Shawshank, because I know we're gonna no, talk no, about no. That. I don't give a fuck about Shawshank and Ace Venture. No, no, no. Listen, does is is Tom Hanks' performance as Forrest Gump remotely close to as good as Samuel L. Jackson as Jules? It can't be comparable. One's, right. a, one's a giraffe and one's Samuel Jackson. One's a great performance and the other one is First off, Forrest Gump. Tom, you're, you're wrong. You're never going to get me on board that Tom Hanks doesn't do a great job as Forrest Gump. His portrayal is immaculate. It's immaculate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the fuck is wrong Are you with you? Are you to put the movie back on? I thought you were going to click the movie oh. back on. You know what? His performance isn't ready. What? It's not even balanced. What are you talking about? It's not ready about? at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? a plow. <laughs> it hasn't been balanced. It was supposed to be ready three days ago. Um, but you cannot sit there and tell me that like Tom Hanks is a better performance <laughs> than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it's not a balanced argument. It's not better. It wasn't balanced days ago. It's it's it, it's like a, there's an argument for like it being better than Travolta. But not not Jackson. He's so fucking good in this Actually, movie. Well, he drives the you plot. Know, you know what, though? I, I like Travolta's performance just as much as I do Jackson. Well, they fucked Jackson because they put it, him it, in it, supporting. It, oh, did they really? Yeah. who's He got nominated for supporting. Oh, then who is the... Travolta got nominated in Oh, lead. that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I mean, Travolta's great now, in this movie. Here's the thing. I think they're just all supporting. It's a it's an ensemble cast, but like, but if anyone's gonna get a lead nomination, it's Sam Sam Jackson, you know? Yeah, like, I don't uh, get what cause, just because the film time? No, just because he's because his his impact in the in the it, because it's his story. I get no, it's his arc. Kind of. It's his arc, the realization coming through everything, figuring out like you know, the 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 miracle that happens that that turns him from the life of like being a hitman oh, to like. Travolta. No, I'm talking about. A, Jackson, it's his story. Even though, like Travolta has, like he's in yeah, other no, segments. No, I like, thought you were trying to say it's Travolta's no, story. I'm like, it's not Jackson's. Really. It's Jackson's story for sure. Um, but no, I wouldn't say I, they're all different. I wouldn't say any of them are better. I like all of their performances, but tr- I, I do like Vincent more than Jules because I think he's silly. <clears throat> I love that he's a fuck up, and there there is a a fan theory. That he's actually on his last leg, like as in, if Bruce Willis hadn't have killed him, then Marcellus would have killed him anyway for that. For fuck fucking up. up. I mean, have you heard this? Because, no. well, I, hang on, I, I wrote him down. All Vincent's fucked up. So number one, he's in 
Amsterdam for a various reason. We don't know years. why. Yeah. We assume that he fucked up and it was just hiding out there for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, he's a drug addict. He shoots Marvin by accident. Yeah. He accidentally lets Mia OD. He thinks about. But she, he doesn't find out about that, right? Yeah, but under his watch, when yeah. he's the only one supposed to be watching her. Yeah. She ODs. Um, he thinks he he contemplates cheating with her and almost does, which yeah. is a big fuck yeah. up. Um, uh, he gives he's given the easy task of watching Bruce Willis' apartment. Of all the things that they're being done, most likely what's going to happen is Bruce Willis is not going to come back to his apartment. Right. So they just have a so guy there. So he gives there. him a cakewalk. Yeah, exactly. Which then he fucks up on because he leaves his gun sitting on the kitchen counter. He also misses the 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 one threat in the apartment. He doesn't check the other room to see if there's a guy in there. That yeah, might and be. he's the guy who should have been sweeping the apartment for and jewels, he, and he doesn't. He roll he rolls a joint instead. So yeah, there's all these theories that that Marcellus, if that would happen, Marcellus would have just fucking killed him because he's just the problem. That's interesting. Child. So yeah, either way, if Bru- like if, if Willis didn't, then he was going to. It's like so on isn't, his last leg. isn't uh isn't Vincent Vega Tied related him. to yes. someone from Reservoir Dogs? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember who. The Mr. Blonde. I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs in a long time. Is Blonde same, uh, last, same last name? I don't know if they're cousins. Is that Tim or Roth? Or... No, Mr. Blonde. I can't is... remember who's who. I always forget his name. He's from Kill Bill. He's the brother in Kill Bill. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Madsen. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That I want to say cousin. I think they're brothers. I, no, I think it's brothers. I think they're brothers. The Vega brothers. So, mm. there's that. I think it's interesting that Tarantino was building out his, like, little universe, like, even from the beginning. I just found out last night that the beginning of Hateful Eight, which you love so much, Ugh, the opening movie. was shot with... Uh, Django. It was supposed to be Django. He changed the character because he couldn't get the feel right because really? it would have. <clears throat> he wanted some mystique behind it of if if you should trust uh, Samuel Jackson's character. So he realized this was not supposed to be a Django story. So they actually shot opening sequences of Django boarding the thing. But he said it would it all it, the the mystique would have been taken away. Yeah. Of like who's who and the conundrum. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, I had no idea that that was actually gonna be Django too. It's supposed to be Django and White Hell. Huh. So, interesting. That is cool. But I, ju- I recently watched, before we decided about Pulp Fiction, I watched Hateful Eight again. It's the second time I've ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've only seen it it's once. It's not as bad as I remember. It's just interminable. It's just long and uncomfortable. It, and it like... really, I know, but that's that's what gives it character. I really dislike the whole, when he's trying to get the general, when Samuel Jackson is trying to get the general to shoot him, so he, he says that he tricked his son yeah. into blowing him. Yeah. I don't like how descriptive No, he it's and awful. He, and he says words like, and he sucked my black dingus, and you're like, no, no, like this that is does not this fit. is taking me it's out of, of, the, of the period piece. Exactly. Like, like that's that's how I felt too. It was just too much. It's and it not was too like, like we, we saw what he was trying to do. I think that's okay. Yeah. Because it kind of fits, but it's the it was literally the verbiage he was using that I, I think, didn't buy. I think Tarantino early on relied so heavily on the quippy pop culture dialogue and like 70s references and shit like that. I think there were so many references and that to take him out of that. So it works in uh, Inglorious Bastards because it's it's so over the top and it's so like there's so much like there's so much to talk about. There's so many like great monologues and interesting stuff. Django, I think, suffers a little. It's not as good as Inglorious Bastards. Um, and then, like, by the time he gets to Hateful Eight, he's really struggling. I think with the dialogue, and he's. I think he's just trying to go over the top. And some of the stuff he writes is, like you said, it just takes you out of the period. 
Yeah, Eric the English or whatever his name was was way too big. Like Tim Roth's character yeah. was way too big and distracting. I'm like, I don't believe that he would be in the the group. Yeah, like I don't think he would. <clears throat> I don't think he fits in. He's way too big. He would be a mark all the time. Yeah, <clears throat> like there's, being in that group, like they would hate him. Yeah, there's three Tarantino movies that I've only seen once, and two of the three are because I I. Didn't think they were very good and won't watch them again. I think that's you should one. watch Hateful Eight one more time. It's just so fucking long, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's Hateful Eight, uh, Death Proof. I've never seen it. Never saw Jackie Brown. It's whatever. Either. And Jackie Brown is the third one. But some people some people say Jackie Brown is his best movie. And I thought Jackie Brown was really good, but I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would watch it. I'd like to watch it again to kind of maybe see what, what people see in it, you know? Yeah. Because that's the, that's the one that's based on a novel. It's not like oh, an original okay. Tarantino. So it's like story-wise, it's, you know, it's an Elmore Leonard. He wrote these like mystery, like, or, you know, kind of crime books. Mm. Um, there was a sequel to it later. There was like a sequel to the book that someone made a movie out of where like different people played the, the same characters. Like many years later, I think Jennifer Aniston was in it. Huh. It was okay. I saw it. I can't remember what it was called. I find myself watching Django in Pulp Fiction the most. Yeah, Django's not my favorite. I've only seen Django However, twice, two or three times maybe. Yeah, Reservoir is still my favorite. <sighs> it's tough. Uh, mine was always between like Inglorious Bastards I watched and the opening to Inglorious Bastards a lot and then I turned it off. Yeah, that opening's incredible. Yeah. Um, so suspenseful. But, I, mean, I don't I, know, man, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood my, is up there now. I've only seen it once. It, Same. Didn't, it didn't blow me away. I know you on that big screen. You, you made a made such a ranking off over it. I mean, I only saw it once. What's you know? But speaking of cranking off, yeah. Speaking of cranking off, oh thank God. Um, I watched this. We have a high res TV, and I've not seen Pulp Fiction on a high res TV. Oh really? It's fucking phenomenal. Because I'm, looks, looks I'm used to the shitty grainy kind, so I've not seen it like this before. Yeah. And also, I'm really paying attention to how. The lighting, how the low the shot is in that opening cafe scene. Like, yeah, they do. It's like, cool. They it's do below table the table yeah. and like, yeah, looking it's, up at them. You see the sky behind them through the big windows. Yeah, it's interesting. I just I hadn't noticed it before. Yeah, it's but the, it's a beautifully composed like as far as like shots. And even though they're talking about the heist and bank robbery, you still don't see it coming. That was the big shock in the opening scene. Yeah, um, the the very memorable. Uh, soundtrack that plays, especially that opening. Yeah, song. miserable. It's not wipe. Yeah, yeah. I always want to say wipe out. Um, it's surf rock. Yeah, yeah. But that that long take, and I know I was. I think I was on the on the phone with you. Maybe when I first we talked noticed, about this. How long? It's like a thirteen minute straight shot of Vincent and Jules, and you're like Jesus. And it's not even just the acting. Or the sound or the lighting. It's the camera movement. It's you're everything, like, yeah. You're just imagining the cameraman move, and you're like, how stressful would that be? They must have rented out that whole apartment complex for days. Yeah. Well, make sure that and the thing about it is, like, they, the, like, you don't notice, like, a, a good, like, one one take shot, like, a good, like, long shot is, like, there's, like, diversity in the look, but it doesn't, like, you don't notice that it's going on long. If someone asked you if there were edits in there, you'd be like, oh, of course. And then you'd look at it again and be like, oh, shit, man, like, wow. Like, because you don't notice it because it's so good and captivating and, like, the visual language of the film is so, it, I, you know. I, I, really, I really just stare at that scene now because it's just such, like, little odd choices like Vincent. I never notice how he walks, but 
when he when Jules gets a little annoyed, says, "Let's hang back for a second. It's not time. You know, seven twenty-two. And they walk here. away. And they walk away. Vincent the has one there. hand, yeah, one hand, like in his pocket, and one behind his back. And you're so like, I wonder if he did that every single time, or if that that was a just particular to choice, get and that just happened to be what Tarantino yeah. liked about it. But you're like, this is so weird. It's such weird behavior. Just the way he was walking. I'm like, that's weird that that made the final take. Yeah. So there like, is like, there is something I noticed, and especially uh, like specifically about that scene and it's part of like what we talked about before but i love the way that like tarantino isn't afraid to like tell the story in wide shots he doesn't have to go in close he doesn't Mm -hmm. like a less confident filmmaker has to go in for close-ups on this dialogue on this conversation but like that and very specifically that part that you talk about where they say "Eh, not yet and they walk down the hall he stays the camera stays in front of that door and just looks down the hall and they're I don't know, 20 feet away. The audio remains exactly the same. Yep. I was waiting for the it. The presence to, for, of for it the is, is incredible. And like the, yeah, just the way that like he's confident enough in the story and in what he's doing to let it linger in that long shot and not have to punch in and not get insecure and have to like, we need to see their faces. We need to know what's going No, you can sit in that and build the tension. And like, it's just so well crafted. Yeah, it's a lot of pre-construction and just yeah. kn- and knowing exactly what you want to get out of it before. Oh, for you sure. See it. Yeah, pre-production does can man. There, there had to be some incredible pre-production on this. Like yeah. everything's so well thought out and everything. Um, Do you know Danny DeVito was a producer? Oh, that's not executive producer. That's not surprising uh, because I know he was into that type of like I know he was into like that type of movie. You know, I guess it makes sense. He had he has producer credits under his belt at this time. Yeah. I, um, I just didn't realize he had also directed producing. by that point. He had directed. Did he direct Matilda? He directed Matilda. He directed Throw Mama from the Train. That's, he directed that's War Matil- of the Roses. Matilda too. Throw, uh, throw, throw Mama Mat- from the throw Train. Matilda from the Train. Throw Mama from the Train is a comedic remake of Strangers on a Train with him and Billy Crystal, and it's so fucking good. Not seeing it. I don't like movies very much. I don't watch them. I, I like, saw that on TV as a kid, and I love dream. it. I don't be a kid of much. I don't be a kid much. <laughs> All right, Mario. All right, Mr. I'm Miano. Plumber. So I want to... Uh, I'm Christopher Plummer, son. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> so we had a conversation recently. Because my name's Chris, you see. <laughs> um, and uh, Sex. I've got to apologize to you. Oh, thank you. Because you were right. About what? The bartender's name is Paul. Is it really? I When I was looking through the cast, he's credited as Paul. Paul, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. But what's funny it would, though? It would be such a dick move if he just said, "My name is Paul," and between y'all, if his name wasn't Paul, it's just shitty and dismissive. No, no, no. Because, because uh, Samuel Jackson in the apartment. My name is Pitt, and I'm not all about this shit or whatever. Yeah, which is not his name. Yeah, he's a liar. So it so it was just following that rhyme pattern that like you know, mm. and so it's funny that it's like, oh, his name is Paul. All right. All right. I never noticed that was a rhyme. My name is Pitt. And you're, you ain't talking yourself out of this shit. Yeah. It's, never it's the no- same I structure. I never noticed that that was a rhyme. Yeah. It's funny. Um, huh. So, one of the things. Your that- name's Zach, and you got my back. I don't. And my name's Chris, and I'm not down for this. Um, shit. So, uh, what do you think? So, we talked about the opening scene. Which, yeah, briefly, a little bit. Which I think is incredible. I love the opening scene. It's it grabs your attention. It's wild. It's it's fucking. It's it's this. 
it becomes this like Tarantino signature where it's this uh, kind of sort of banal conversation. They're just going back and forth and then something big happens, you know, and they jump up on the table. Everybody be cool. This is a robbery, you know, all that stuff. And like that scene does not work if the movie is not cut out of order. If that doesn't open the movie, that scene is useless. Um, the whole the whole drawn out conversation of it it doesn't have the impact. It yeah. opens, it lulls you into this false sense of security, and then boom, it springs a trap on you where you're like, "Oh shit, something crazy's happening," and then cut away, and we don't get back to that for two hours. But then two hours later, we finish out the rest of that storyline. Yeah, I think it would still work to a degree as long as we don't know that Jules you have to and cut Pitt the and Pitt are there. You have to cut. <laughs> Pitt is Jules, number one. Yeah, yeah but Vincent. He's, he's got personalities out the wazoo. Um, well, no, but I think, like, I think seeing them pop, I think they cut to them and see them pop up and do the, you know, everybody be cool, this is a robbery, the same way they do it later in the movie. Oh, but I you hear, lose okay, the opening, okay, that okay. conversation lead you up take, to it. You take that beginning out. You do the whole end sequence, but you never show Tim Ross' face, so you don't know who it is. And then is like a spoiler for more Marvel madness later. Ooh, put it as a post credit. Yeah, and then you do the opening. Then and that's then a like, terrible. Oh, who was a terrible that? Idea. The whole t- that was them the whole time. Um, <laughs> do you think it's weird that they're eating burgers at like before eight a.m.? No, I, I think they're fucking drug dealers. Or but do you think it's do you case. think it's weird no, that they not at all. were able to go not at get all. burgers? I think that it's early. so weird that they're at the door. What time is it? Seven twenty-two. Let's hold back. And you're not like. Hello? <laughs> Is someone out there? Especially if you just fucked over Joseph. A, 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 <laughs> especially if you just fucked over someone from like the mob and then you're just like chilling eating hamburgers like, "Yeah, oh, fuck it." No. Where did they get those hamburgers that early? Are they from last night? They didn't look like it. They looked fresh. Yeah, they're very fresh. That's the whole hamburger. <laughs> Who opens that early? Fresh. Kahuna, big Kahuna they, burger. Big Kahuna burgers open all the time. They do breakfast sandwiches. And and breakfast burgers. burgers. Yeah. Um, um, but you want to open a shop called Breakfast Burgers? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I bet you do. Um, yes, continue. No. You were saying? You continue. Because I don't know what I was going to say, um, Zach. So I think it's especially. The, the best part is <laughs> you got my back. I think it's especially interesting to look at a Tarantino movie through the lens of, like, uh, a past movie, you know, like, considering the way that he draws from so many others for inspiration, you know? Like, I think I think uh, the way that we do this show, looking at, like, movies compared to a specific movie, you know, like, obviously, like, we're looking at it compared to Rashomon, um, I think it's really cool to do because so much of what he does draws from the past. It's the 70s, like, exploitation films and kung fu and all this crazy old mm-hmm. shit. And and obviously that doesn't all come through in this movie. It comes through more than it does in Reservoir Dogs, but he hasn't reached Kill Bill yet where he's making a full-on, like, kung fu action crazy I, movie. I always forget about the Kill Bill movies. I love Kill Bill, always both of them. forget about them. I think they're both great. Yeah. They 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 feel the most different of his. You haven't seen Death Proof. It's okay. bad. So don't see it. It's not a good movie. Gotcha. I don't like it. People like it. Our friend Patrick told me to watch it. I borrowed it from him and I didn't like it. I have one friend, okay, and I won't say his name. Garfield. Jack. Garfield. 
It's Jack from Hook. It's that little boy. He grew up in Kentucky. Yeah, my buddy. Let's play some baseball, Jack. Bye, bye, bye. What else? <laughs> um, um, Sam Jackson's afro. Yeah. Was supposed to be a, a big afro. It's not an afro. It's Jerry Curl. No, I know. It was supposed to be an afro, and Sam Jackson was like, no. No, I'm not doing that. No, he was like, yeah, I like, like this that. is better. But it was supposed to be a big 70s afro, apparently. I like that. It would <laughs> it still looks throwback, you know? Once again, I'm going to bring up your favorite movie, Naked Gun 33 and a third. I've never seen where it. Where O.J. Simpson comes in with the giant afro. That's what I would have thought the whole time. Um, where he can't walk through the door. <laughs> what do you think Travolta's Naked accent Gun is? Naked Gun 33 and a third is a good movie. No, if anyone no, out there not. has not seen Naked Gun 33 and a third Me. with Leslie Nielsen and, um, I don't know, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> you should go watch it. Nordberg. Today. Yeah, Nordberg. Thank you. He's a murderer. And then uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Um, <laughs> what? What is Travolta's accent? He's doing an accent, but it's like... Uh, a- a- Amsterdamian. No. Uh, heroin. <laughs> I don't that know. That might be it. I don't that know. That might be it. Cause he does is this it an of, accent? Uh, no, I think he's fucked up. I think that's it. Same reason, like, after saying out loud about his arm being to the left, I'm like, no, he's probably just a drug addict. Like, yeah, so I don't know what's happening most of the time. I'm doing weird shit with my lens. Like, that's a thing. I, I didn't I didn't know that till I was in uh, on drugs? California, <laughs> California uh, where there was really bad heroin uh, epidemic in this certain area. And my buddy was like, yeah, watch them. I call them Muppets. And then I was watching heroin actually walk up and down the street, and they were. They were moving like Muppets. It was super weird. They're like, yeah, they lose, lose control of their limbs, so they just walk weird. I'm like, huh, huh. strange. So, heroin. That's a great uh, <laughs> upbeat point to make. <laughs> how come? Mm-hmm. How come when I bring justice to a situation, <laughs> when I'm not just willy-nilly silly Chris? William Nilliam. <laughs> William Neeson. If you've not seen Naked Gun, the first one. No! Watch that one. They're first. all bad. I, I don't know the second one as much. Probably good. Police Squad. Then, <laughs> 33 and a third. Great movie. Um... What else you got? You got something to talk <laughs> from, about? From the files of Police Squad. Uh, <laughs> oh, nope. I talked about it last last episode. My note was about shooting a gun in an apartment, how how incredibly noisy it would be. Dude. Like, when he shoots them, you're like, okay, everyone's calling the cops. That's a fucking 9mm. Yeah. Holy shit. And then he flips the table, and then they hang out for a little bit longer and do some more shooting. I'm and like, then he's like, no we way. better get out of here. There's no way that the, the sirens would not have been called. I don't know, it's the 90s, hurt. I guess. I guess I mean, depends I guess on the neighborhood, the too. Yeah. But even still, that's an awful lot of violence. Um, I mean, so did you ever notice that in the restaurant... Oh, you're, you're not gonna, just not going to talk about that? No, it's a lot of violence. I agree. We're not going to call Travolta and be like, hey, what's up with that? Or Tarantino. Hey, Johnny! <laughs> hey, John Travolta. Hey, what's up with the violence? You're bald now. <laughs> Can I just say... <laughs> It's it was so weird when he decided to shave his head. <laughs> Why on earth? Because he, he was always bald and just had weird wigs and like finally was like, Oh, al- it's a thing. Has <laughs> he always worn a wig? I mean for for decades. Oh, like for like twenty five years. So he's you're telling me worn sword, weird wigs. Swordfish was a wig. <laughs> Swordfish looks like he's wearing the pulp fiction wig. No, the Uma Thurman pulp First fiction off, wig. Okay. Br- brilliant transition. I want to see that dance sequence when they're wearing each other's wig. <laughs> is what I wrote down. It would be so much. <laughs> they're kind of doing the same dance. Watch it again. It's not 
very different. No, they're, they're doing, doing the twist. Of they're course doing, it's the same. No, they're doing the same thing. But then I was thinking, how much better would that scene be with Vincent and Jules doing that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. I just want some someone put his face on Uma's body. So I went to, on my honeymoon, I went to a burger joint in Detroit that was called Royale with Cheese. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Oh. It's very uh, Pulp Fiction themed. How how do you know that? Because they had like, they actually had like because of the name paintings on the walls, and they had like uh, Vincent and Jules if they were like cartoon ducks. Like it was oh. pretty good. <laughs> I think you would have liked Why? it. Why? I don't know. Why ducks? Uh, it it kind of looked like uh, Ducktales ish. I think that wasn't. I'll find some pictures. That w- okay, that was just more description, but not not making sense. I don't know. It. They just did it. Fuck oh. you. How about that? Well. Um, I'm taking it back. So did you ever notice before that Buddy Holly was Steve Buscemi? I knew. I didn't know. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. You're stupid. I'm stupid. You're stupid idiot, man. Man, I'm like Joseph thinking I'd fucking <laughs> balance that, balance fucking that plow. Balance that canoe. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he was doing. Do you think that in the Mediterranean they even knew what a canoe was? If you said, hey, Carpenter, build me a canoe, they'd be like, well, I better look in the book. That doesn't exist. I better look at my scrolls to see if the Bible says anything about a canoe. A carpenter wouldn't have built a boat. You would have wow. gone to a specific boat builder. Really? Carpenter can't build a boat? And most of them. Bunch of cucks. What? Can't even build a boat. What about Jesus' better dad, God? Well. He could have built one. And then why'd he make then why'd he make fucking Noah build he'd one? His, he'd have his boy Noah build one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, see, that's the problem. Every time you go to your carpenter to build a canoe, you get an ark. <laughs> it's way too big, way too much money. Uh hey, could you give me uh just like what a if, canoe? Yeah, yeah. Does, how much space you need? Uh, uh, two, two of every animal or <laughs> No. How many cubits? No. <laughs> just a canoe. No, uh, that's the problem. You never know what size ark. Nah, he wants cubits. <laughs> I need a two man ark. <laughs> Um, so I never, I never noticed before, uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but like the whole like Mia overdose is caused because Eric Stoltz is out of balloons for the heroin. So he puts yeah. it in a baggie. Yeah. I, I never thought about that. Like I never, I never caught it. I thought that was really interesting uh, that it's like, she pulls it out. It's in a baggie. Must be Coke. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, it's interesting well, you know what? I take back. Uh, I'm thinking of Wonderland. They put it in a balloon too. I was gonna say. I think that's. I just think heroin a, goes I think in that, a balloon. I think sometimes it happens. Well, no. I, I mean, think that was a '90s thing. No, I mean, well, <laughs> I, when I got heroin, it was always in baggies or foil. So. Well, no, I think it was like a '90s thing where like people would smuggle heroin and they would put it in a balloon and tie it off. I shove guess it up if their you're ass. buying that much of it, yeah. It, it so goes I think in that a became a thing where it was like yeah. you, heroin goes in a balloon. Yeah. So I don't know. Whereas, like, that's, Coke you'd see wrapped up in saran wrap and, like, a fucking looked like a that's thing what, of flour. That's why people always get upset when you pop balloons in the house. They're like, my heroin! Ah. <laughs> get it here! Or if it's, like, you know, full of confetti. Um, What's the difference? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I don't, I'm not following you here. What I'm saying is you popped a balloon full of confetti on a very famous person's bed. <laughs> I, I, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um, um, go on. I don't have as many notes as you. I so I uh, have to ride your coattail. I also never like put together because of the like because of the uh, lust out of like sequence nature of the story. I never really put together that it's like for Vincent Vega. It's like three fucking days. Oh yeah. All that yeah, shit yeah. just happens back to back to back. Yeah. It's like the Hulk. 
and Ragnarok. Yeah. And uh, Ultron and Endgame. Okay. It's all one week. None of those are movies told out of sequence. Hmm? They're all in sequence. No, you're talking about, the ta- about how all that happened to him that yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm comparing it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, that did all happen really fast. You're right. Um, I was right twice. But I, I yeah, I, I just want, thought, I like, put the, yeah, write that in your notes. Dude, that's a fucking crazy couple of days for Vincent Vega that ends in him getting shot right after he gets off the toilet. Well, he didn't know. Well, he's dead now. Well, I mean, do you, uh, was he taking a shit or was he shooting Of course up? he was. He had his or fucking book. Up? No, he had his book, which we saw him reading while he took a shit uh, at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's taking a shit. You know why? Because <clears throat> you always have to take a shit on heroin. That's, oh, the, that's okay. the thing. I was gonna, I was going to say like, why is he always taking a shit? But that's the thing. I'm talking about You're it. Always too. constipated. Um. So, I think this movie. I like is that a, he carries his book around. Yeah. That he reads yeah. When he's I like that too. Shitter. He's like, I'm. I, I might kill thought, a guy, but never, I'm going to read some chapters. I never noticed that. Um. So, uh, I feel like this movie isn't like a direct descendant of Rashomon, you know. But I think in the same way of like Palm Springs, it has like. Uh, it could be like a modern version for this like different perspective thing. So like Rashomon did a thing that was different than movies had done in the past. So it it's it's like oh we'll take the same we'll take one story and we'll tell it from four different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So Pulp Fiction says okay we're gonna take all these like all these sort of intermingling stories that kind of cross over and then like you know branch off and do their own things, but we're gonna tell it out of sequence to tell this different story. So like. Even though there aren't four different perspectives, still get the view. It's a lot about perspective. Yeah, in the way that in the way that we see different people's stories, but also in the way that it's told. Because the perspective is like, we still have a happy ending, you know. Uh, for Butch, no, no, for Jules and Vincent, yeah. they have a happy ending. Even oh. though Vincent gets murdered, you know, like that's that's what's so cool about it. Because like, you know. <sighs> It does. It does something just as interesting and innovative as like the different perspectives. Um, the only one that dies is Vincent, and the only one that gets raped is Marcellus. Yeah. Um, and well, like, and so gig. if these if this story is told in chronological order, it's not nearly as interesting. No. And Vincent, you know, just dies in like this kind of pathetic way. But the way that we see it, the way that it's cut together. He has his happy ending. He walks. He, you know, he's with he's with Jules. They have the robbery in the in the the diner, and then they walk out and just go on their way. And he 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 has this like hope of like you know a future and a life. And even though he's gonna like get murdered like the next day or the day after, whatever it is, like well, it's inevitable that everyone does. So yeah, right. the focus point is on that one particular moment. Where right, he did. It, it did succeed. It did work out. Right, exactly. So that so even so it's though hopeful, it's hopeful, even yeah. though we know, like we know, we've already seen his death, and it happens within like that same week. Even though mm. we've seen his death, we know, and it's still like this hopeful, happy ending for our two main guys. Which I think at the heart of it are Jules and Vincent. Are the I think those are which, the main the two main is, characters. Which is kind of funny, where you see Vincent's death, and then at the end of this, it, or when this outcome is working itself yeah. uh, to its peak, you're like, you don't know what's going to happen to all these characters, even exactly. though you know what happens to Vincent. So you know they have to be able to get out of it some way, shape, or form. So in the- and all, I'm sorry, you you know because you, they're at the bar earlier. So yep. yeah, 
Like so, this works out. So why why was there still intrigue? Yep. So in the same way, in the same way that the opening scene doesn't work if it's chronological, the the whole story, the whole well, message be, of it falls be, apart be, too. Because it is such a misdirect in the beginning, we know not to trust the storyteller. Not that we know not to trust the director. So there could be another monkey wrench thrown out there. So that's yeah, why maybe exactly. that's why there is such intrigue is that you're like, I don't know how this might work out. We don't know if there's some uh, supernatural element that he might throw at us, whatever. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. Um, but I think that's like, I think this whole, this whole like, I think it can't be overstated how like revolutionary this movie was for the way that stories are told and the way that like movies are edited, you know, because yeah. like, it was it was it's unheard not, of. It's not just a soundtrack like your buddy Forrest. Uh but I do love this fucking soundtrack. Yeah. You know? Uh but like But no, I'm saying it's not playing off in the stall show. Right, like exactly. Forrest Gump did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's like a fucking boomer jerk off fantasy. But like I don't know, man. I think like I I almost like regret doing this as part of anything else because this feels like it could be its own keystone because it created that like misdirect like that uh out of sequence narrative with like multiple different stories diverging and like coming together like i think yeah. this could almost be its own season with pulp fiction but like you know i don't want to do it again cuz that would absolutely you know. um and you know we can still review go with tay Diggs, if that's what you're worried about is go similar to pulp fiction yeah absolutely oh. it's like so, low budget pulp fiction yeah i didn't know that i've never seen go well tay Diggs is in it who Tay. Wait, oh, 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 from Basic. Tay, yeah. From Basic, sure. If you, <laughs> That only works for Tay Diggs. You could never say, oh, my buddy Tay. Everyone be like, that's not okay. You going to finish the sentence? Done talking? <laughs> Tay what? Diggs! Diggs. <laughs> no, you'd say, that's not right. That's not right at all. You'd say, this that's not a knife. Be, <laughs> this was supposed to be right days ago, but it's <laughs> not. <laughs> My plow was meant to be ready three days ago, but it's not even ready today. Three ze- three days after it was meant to be ready initially. It's not ready at all today. Tay Diggs. <clears throat> it's not <laughs> ready at all, Tay Diggs. <laughs> all right, let's do the... Uh, uh, you want to do some tropes? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> let's do them then. All right, uh, I'm going to start. As I said before, your tropes aren't ready at all. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go first. Maybe. <laughs> Four sides to the story. No. No, Zach. No. We don't have any like different like per- perspective stories, really. Um, we, we didn't mention my favorite line in this movie. Oh, I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By far the best line. He says it's so nonchalant. Oh, shit. Shot Marvin in the face. I think you're right. I think you're right about like Vincent Vega was going to fuck up. He yeah. was, was going to fuck up enough that, that Marcellus such, killed that him. That was such a bad fuck up that it literally Jules is shit oh. in his pants. He's going to call the wolf. They're like yep. unexpected. Like, this is the, the emergency wolf. dude. Probably who's let, at let, a party in a tuxedo yeah. at. Eight yeah. in the morning. Let, yeah, like the what burger. breakfast is he at? He's a big Kahuna burger. It's a grand opening for the breakfast sandwich. The um, burger. Yeah. So let's just say that yeah, you get once a year for the wolf kind of thing. Like it's yeah. very limited. Like thing. he's a big. So a big he had deal. to call him because of because Vincent. of Vince's so, fuck yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think you're right about that. Um, number two, tragedy. I mean, Vincent. I said yes. I think I think I'm gonna count her ODing 
Because technically she was dead. In I the said yes. I, I forget why. I somebody at some somebody oh, at, the at dad, one, the dad with a watch up his ass. No, somebody at one point in the movie said, "This is a tragedy," and I was like, "All right, tragedy." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I just I was like, "Yes, okay." Well, no. he said the word. Uh, telling story to pass the time. No. What did you say? No, no, no. At no point. Christopher Walken, uh, you maybe. Know, you know but. what? You know what? I'm gonna give it. Yeah. Because of the date that Mia and Vincent go on, where they're just that awkward silence, uh, okay. I'm gonna give it that that joke when they talk uh, when they they talk about the bullshit because okay. it was an awkward date. Okay, I know that's really stretching it, but I'm gonna give it to it. Okay, I it back kinda it. Do, it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, number four, your favorite. Fuck's a kid. Pappas. I swear to God, if you don't say that Vincent Vega is a fucking papist, you're making, out of your I know, mind. I'm just making sure. Also, Honey Bunny is a papist. Please would be nice. <laughs> like he's such an Ooh. asshole. Oh, that's the other one. That's such the other a pouty one. little is, bitch. Is that he almost fucks it up with the wolf. Yeah, he, that's mouth, the other he one. mouths off to the wolf. Like, yeah. How do you do that to Winston Wolf <laughs> when fucking Tarantino's in there dropping N-bombs every two seconds? Okay, we, okay, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Fuck. Um, we we got to just say. What is the infatuation with? Like, why? Why he do you likes need being a to... white guy who can say that word? But he like, can't. That's what he likes. He can't. All we're thinking is, dude, you no, like, stop doing. In nineteen ninety four, it was like, all right, all right, like, I guess. It's just like, all right, yeah. we got it. And even in Django, Django, uh, Django and Chain, it has the N word drop more than any other movie yeah. in history. And you're like, hey, we know what you're doing. <laughs> Yep. Why are you doing this? Please stop. Apparently, Tarantino. DiCaprio had a huge problem with it, and then uh, uh, Sam Jackson like pulled him aside one day and said, "Hey, this is just a job. Just just do your job." And, like he actually like promoted like, it's "Hey, fine. go go it's ahead fine. and do it. It's just fine. Do we're it. just we're just working." Yeah. So yeah. Oof. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that's not that, Jesus Christ, dude. You don't have to keep telling. <laughs> if we get it, we get it. It's like it causes controversy. Yeah. That's well, but, all right. Although uh, one of my favorite things in Django is like uh, Tarantino plays that Australian guy. Yeah, yeah, but we couldn't do an accent. That's the only accent he could do is Australian. So that's why they're from Australia. That's my that's that's my biggest qualm with it. Is like, bro, no, you can't. You can't do an Australian accident. Yeah. It's terrible <laughs> accident. <laughs> but okay, here's the thing. If if any movie is gonna have the gratuitous N word drop, I mean, obviously in Django you're gonna get it because of the time. Yeah, but I think. Pulp Fiction should have been the only one where he said it because you're like, oh, it's that one movie where he drops it because that guy was a piece of shit. If you keep doing it every movie, then it's just, oh, you just, oh, you just like it. to say this. Yeah. I think you just if, like to if, say if, racial slurs. This, I think this whole thing would have been okay if it if it was only him saying it in this movie. When he when he moves on and says it in others, yeah, um, like, I think he might say it in Dust Till Dawn. You're like, yeah, you're like, Maybe. Right, I haven't dude, seen that in years either. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's a but, co-direct. Yeah, any any secretly any. Uh, number five, unsolved mysteries like the TV show. No, there's no real mystery. Although, you know no, what? Briefcase. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna check it off. I just I just remember the briefcase. Yeah, that's you're right. Uh, six, ghost husband, dead man's perspective. The father. Uh, well, that's the father. A story. But also, Vincent Vega. Yes, he is dead. He's dead, and then we see him at the end again. Like, yeah. even though it's the past, like I said, yes. Because there's two, I'll count it. Yeah. All right. Um. Seven infidelity, almost, but no. I wouldn't count it. I, yeah, I because didn't. they never crossed the line. Although Tony Rocky Horror might have gave her a foot massage. You well, never know. Again, we don't know for sure. You never know. <laughs> Here's the thing: 
when Vincent's telling the story and she's like, that's absurd. And he goes, well, at the time it's unbelievable. I was listening to it. I'm like, it seems believable the way Jules is telling the story. I would have bought it. And I'm like, yeah, right. totally. And like, cause you don't know, like Marcellus Wallace is meant to be this, like this, like scary and, figure, this guy who you should be afraid and of. Here's you know? the thing. Absolutely. Would a man murder another man for rubbing his wife's feet? 100% that would happen. Yeah. So like, it's not that far fetched. She plays it down almost like, She's in denial, and it did happen. But she also plays it down in the way of like, oh, Marcellus isn't like that. You know, he's not like. But like, oh, do what? Why? How would I know that? Why would I know that? Why would I think that Marcellus she, isn't? She gets dismissive and angry at it, as if she's in denial. Yeah, a little bit. I agree. So um, I think it happened. And also, how she knows what she's doing because she doesn't tell Vincent to leave. She wants him to stay. They're dancing in the home. Like, yeah, yeah she yeah. Well, the intentions She's were there. She's having fun. Like, intentions she was, were there. It would have happened. They were flirty. No Absolutely. If she had no deed, infidelity would have occurred. Uh, number eight, tall tale. You know what? I said no, but I'm going to check it from what we just talked about. The tall tale is Jules telling Vincent about what Marcellus did to Tony Rocky Horror. That's a yeah. tall tale, you know? Yes. And also, there's other deceit in the movie. But, uh, I mean, Bruce Willis and the whole fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not, yeah. So I say yes. All right. Um, And our last one, just a small town girl. No, they're not really on a journey. I say no. No. So I got five That's out still, of nine. Yeah, still, I got six out of nine. Whoa! <laughs> still ranked higher than I thought it was going That's pretty good. Uh, especially for, like, thinking, like, this isn't really a Rashomon movie. But like it kind of is, but it ended. It's so borderline. It, it kind of balanced out. Wow! <laughs> really, you're not gonna do it. No, you've done it fifty no. times this episode. Joseph, well, thank God you this guys. This plow all, if, isn't balanced <laughs> at all. If you, you said it'd be ready and balanced three days ago, if you stayed with us in this episode, thank you so much. Sorry we fucking played that shit. It was great. I don't give a fuck. I'm happy. I we think played it was it. worth it. I'm happy we played it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So that's the end of our in between season. We're we're done with our little mini series. So next season, we're we're actually kind of having a discussion right now. I think we know what we're gonna do, but we're gonna leave it as a mystery. Yeah, we're we're between two topics, and I think we know what we're gonna do, but we have to figure it out yet. So we're not. Yeah, we're not letting anyone know. Not even the listeners. Come on, guys. I, I, I'm going to let them know. Hey. One, one might be for all you ladies out there. That's a weird way to put it. But one you're right. might be for all the women in my life. All Zach. One might be them. for you Halloween spooksters out there. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Kind of. Is that good? Well, that's the same thing. Yeah. The women, yeah. they love the Halloween. Lady, the, the lady spooksters in the Halloween. <laughs> Halloweeners and women. Hello, women. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, wieners okay. like penises, not hot dogs. No, not giant, not ho- not hollow giners. Uh, no, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was fun. I thought this little mini series was fun, and um, the mini I don't series, think we need to do it Jesus again. Jesus of Nazareth mini series. Oh, the mini series we just did with the five episodes, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> you said the podcast would be ready. It's it's been over an hour and it's not even finished recording yet. You said it'd be done in an hour and it's been over an hour. 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for balancing your plows with us and listening this week. Tell your friends about us and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you like what we do. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us online at KeystoneCopyCats.com. We're at Keystone Copycats on Instagram and Facebook and at Keystone Copycat on Twitter. If you got something to say, you can email us at KeystoneCopyCats at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 513-239-7682. Check out Sinclarity of Dinosaurs Tale every Friday. And until next time, I'm going to be Zach, and he's going to be Chris. Yeah.